This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith and Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and all sorts of other things. Do you know what? I, I realised um, there's a guy who does a lot of auto electrician work for me who's, who's lovely, and I'm not going to tell you his name. But he's in my phone as the non-stop talker, and he's really lovely. But um, he, I rem, I rem, I, rem, I remembered that although his electrician skills in cars are unrivaled, he is brilliant and very logical. He adds that the term on that side of things to the end of every sentence. And, and, and after I, after about half an hour, it 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 gets to the point where I have to I have to go away and have a walk on my own. But if you say on that side of things again, <laughs> but so, sometimes surely that must make little to no sense in the context of I don't know. Yeah, my brother's just uh, just bought a Vauxhall Insignia on that side of things. Yeah, no, but that's that's that exactly what happens on that side of the family. Um, yes, you you can manipulate it however way you like. It still sort of works. Yeah, I've just been it, walking down the canal, not on the north bank. You know, the other bank with the the Rising Sun pub on it. That's where I went on that side of things. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's so it makes true. perfect sense. Yeah, so I've got a customer's MOT and the aircon needs replacing, so I've got to do that this afternoon on that side of things. <laughs> and you go, well, <laughs> ordinarily you would go, that doesn't work, but it, it sort seems of to conversationally work. Yeah, on that side of things. Yeah. yeah. So Very anyway, sorry to hear about the passing of your grandmother on that side of things. <laughs> Talk about family death and just tack on silly, silly like sentences at the end on that side of things. No, you can't do that. It's like, didn't I mention uh, a few months ago the bloke who came to fix my guttering? Not a euphemism on that side of things. <laughs> um, but the bloke who came to fi- fix a busted gutter that I had um, kept saying, Do you know what I mean? After everything. Oh and yeah, it was the same thing. I had to, eventually had to go. Sorry, mate, I've got to go inside and just sit in a dark room for a little bit. Because <laughs> yes, I do know what you mean. I mean, if he's going, yeah, you want um, you want a beveled spill trunnion on that? Do you know what I mean? I'd be like, no, actually, I don't know what you mean. Don't know what that is. Sorry, don't got no idea. Sorry, mate. To me. But he went, yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, the other problem is there are some leaves up there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I know what leaves are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I. I there's um if that makes sense is another one that gets tacked on the end. Yes. Um but it's it because it's tacked on to every sentence it you, you like just like what you j- just said there are very obvious things that most adults in the world would understand. <laughs> so like I'm just I, I'm going to clock off at 2. I'm going to I've got to go into town to get some cable and then I'll be straight back, all right? If that makes sense. We go, of course it yeah, makes sense. I mean like what well, part of it is really complex? I no, don't understand. I, I don't know whether you realize, but when you were telling me the bit about going into town, you just started speaking in Swahili. So, um no, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Um I've got I just no idea. I, I I find myself sometimes rereading emails before I send them and taking that kind of thing out cuz I, I suddenly it, you think because it's taken you a while to type a series of what feel like complicated instructions or directions mm. that it's natural to then sign off with hope that all makes sense and then you kind of go you reread it and go a child could figure this out it's basically going just yeah. take a left turn when you see the railway bridge straight yep. up to the orange gate 
and then another left and you're there hope that makes yep. sense no no i don't understand what seven of those words mean because i'm a dog exactly i'd rather just put any questions just give me a shout yeah. <laughs> no, don't, don't do the uh, give me a shout bit just put any no. questions it's slightly aggressive it's like you're <laughs> challenging them i dare you to ask me a question yeah you flipping losers who don't understand basic linguistics or do yeah, make yeah. make the instructions needlessly complicated and then aggressively end with any questions you sometimes get that in car manuals um you know like owner's manuals the ones that are in the glove box when you buy a car that pretty much nobody reads no or you might read them on the first day of car ownership when you've got that lovely exciting bubbly feeling like oh it's all new and it's nice and i've actually sat and, and read one before because uh i did it with the chimney actually when we got the chimney some stuff is a direct translation, I think, from Japanese. Yeah. Um, where it doesn't quite make, it actually doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, and on that side of things, and and then, uh, and I always think, why don't they just go down the diagram route? Because diagrams are universal. It would save you so much money in translations. I apologise to anyone listening to this whose profession is translation, <laughs> but I I just think, why not just go with a diagram? I love, but when car manuals have those really nice clear simple line drawings in them i do enjoy those i love them i absolutely love them they're beautifully done aren't they yeah they're really beautifully done and um you can understand oh, tamia has always been the master of that with their with their instruction booklets because they're all um drawn diagrams rather than words ikea is the same yes ikea is the same yeah and I do enjoy that. Although it is some, there is something nice about going into an owner's manual and it's saying things like, you know, when you first start the car up every morning or when it's cold, drive for the first five miles quite carefully, shifting at no more than 2,600 yeah. RPMs. And you think, has anybody ever done that? I know. I mean, but you know what? I, I've seen things like that and I always think, they've put this in here so that when the car breaks, they can say... And for the first five miles every morning, did you use no more than 2,650 revs? And you go, um, I just, ah, so your warranty is invalid then, I'm afraid. Goodbye. I'm afraid. Yeah, goodbye. Sorry, not sorry. It's exactly that, isn't it? It's, it's like, exactly I, think, I think a lot of people, you know, you go, oh, and a car's got a 10-year anti-corrosion warranty. And, and, but there's, a, there's usually a stipulation that you have to have it checked by a dealer every year for 10 years i'd say if, i i think if it was a early noughties mercedes i think this <laughs> official stipulation you have to get it checked every three working days <laughs> so you, you have to you have to go hi there i saw you on monday it's wednesday yeah. now uh I'll be back just, tomorrow is that okay <laughs> yeah just i just want to just see there's a stone chip on the bonnet it's a, just a normal stone chip i've been driving on the motorway but can you just check it's not going to rot into a hole in it's the next two weeks <laughs> Um, since I last saw you, what, three days ago? Yeah, um, that stone chip has become a dinner plate-sized brown circle. Um, it, it, should I be worried? <laughs> oh, sorry, that's not covered, mate. It's bonnet. Bonnet isn't covered. Oh. We're going, oh, I'm, I'm, we're going away for two weeks in the car on holiday. Um, so I'm a bit worried it's you. going to dissolve. <laughs> that's your warranty invalidated, my friend, I'm afraid, <laughs> of your oh my God, so what- Mercedes. What you're saying is you can't go on holiday no. or go on any work trips if you want to keep the warranty no. up on your paperwork. No. Oh, and if you look in the manual yeah. of a of a 2002 E-Class, I think it says uh, don't drive through any puddles. And if you do, immediately stop and pat the car down with kitchen paper. Oh, yeah. That's a very valid point, actually. Very valid point. Yeah. Speaking of reading car manuals, I just remembered a long time ago, like 20, more than 20 years ago, my first job in yes. the car world i think it was it was the nicest car i'd borrowed to date a jaguar the nicest yeah jaguar xkr yeah do you remember the original shape xk and i borrowed this yeah. red uh xkr cabrio oh it was a nice car at the time really nice car quick as well felt really quick and Ooh. Oh. I loved it, and I had it for a few days. And I remember I was so into it that one, one evening when I got home, I took the thick and luxuriously bound manual out of the glove box, and I, <laughs> I, went, I went and ran myself a bath, and I lay in the bath reading the manual. <laughs> oh, gosh. So oh. if the Jag press office got back an XKR in about 1998 or 99, and they went... 
the, the, the manual seems a little damp. That's weird. It's because uh, a, a 23-year-old Sado read it in the bath. I mean, I can relate to that. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit it out loud on a public <laughs> production, but I can see the attraction of that. It's the want of knowledge, isn't it? It's, it's wanting mm. to know more. But, so I can, I can totally... But I've never read a car exciting. manual that is anything less than staggeringly dull. You always hope there's something in there that's fascinating or unusual or interesting, and there sort of just isn't. Were you single at the time, which I've got to ask? Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why you had to ask that. Well, um, I just feel like I ought to have done it on that side of things. Yeah, on that side. Of- <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I had to dig out the manual for my Range Rover the other day because, or when I first got it, because I couldn't figure out how to pair my phone to it. It doesn't pair in the way that most cars do now, where the car can see the phone and the phone can see the car, and you just sort mm-hmm. of decide which one you want to lead the charge on the whole pairing process. Yeah. It's it's really funny, my Range Rover, because it's got sort of all the tech on it that you'd expect today, but because it's 11 years old, you realise it's from a... It's from a point when all that tech was quite new and they were still sort of figuring out the best way for everything to work. So yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The way you pair the phone is you wait for the phone to see the car <clears> and then you just do it that way. The car never admits that it can see the phone first. It's like a school disco. It's just sort of sitting around trying to be cool. Yeah, I, the Bluetooth pairing, uh, some cars have got it down to a T, haven't they? Um, in fact, mm. um what was I in? Oh, I was in a Peugeot 508 uh, a couple of days ago. Ooh. And I only, only, yeah. I saw a 508 spot- saloon yesterday. What a nice looking car that is. I'd forgotten. It's one of the, well, and, and I had the Sport engineered version. Sport. Which is the Sport. Although in French, what would it be if you, how would you say sport in French? Uh, jouet? No, that's play, isn't it? What's sport? Sport. Sport. How would you, how would you say the word sport? Um, Put in with a French accent. Sport. Le sport. Sport. So the sport engineered 508, which is even better looking than the normal 508, which is probably one of the best looking non-exotic cars on sale, I would say. Yeah. It's is just it, fantastic. Is the sport <sighs> trim all sort of out? Because the one I saw yesterday yeah. was, was all blacked in, tri- you know, shiny. It was dechromed. It was. Yeah. And it looked really, really, really nice, solid. Yeah, really nice. Like, it's funny actually because, you know, we've none of us have really been out and about much, have we? But for for legit work reasons, I've had cause to drive about in the past week more than I have in the past year because I've been mm. going up and down to Elstree because we've been shooting a TV show up there, and um, and I've sort of seen cars, other cars on the road, and and that's I saw the five hundred eight yesterday, and I've seen yeah. two of those. Cupra Tormentor things that I don't understand the point of at all. No, I don't. And then last night no. I saw a Leon, but from a distance I thought it was another Tormentor. And I kind of go, what is the fucking point of them going to all this effort with Cupra? Oh, Cupra's a separate brand. It's not Seat. And then they use exactly the same design language. I don't get it. What is? What are they doing? Well, it's a cr- criminal waste of money, I would Isn't suggest. It? It's uh, just that it annoys me how money. stupid it is. We'll just spend that money on just better product. Exactly. Better core product. Yes. Exactly. That's the way I, I mean, and, and, and as a seasoned business person, I think people should take notice of what I'm saying. <laughs> on very, that side very, of On that side of things. <laughs> I damn it, you beat me to it, you <laughs> bastard. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, Just making you some toast, Johnny. Do you want some jam on it? Yeah, yeah, just put some jam on that side of things. Oh yeah, so it could it could be even better. Don't don't, don't put jam on both sides. That's uh... no. Who would double jam? I mean, come on, that's <laughs> just. I mean, you'd get you'd have to eat it with a very large, like a pair of tongs or something. Otherwise, you'd just get jam all over your hands. Yeah, you would. Those, yes, you would. Those sort of claws, like they're like a tweezer, but they're more knurled. Yeah, that you that, that jewelers used for picking up um, very large diamonds and rubies. <laughs> Those sorts of things. I don't know what you call them. But, I bet they've you know. got a jeweler's name. Can I use your tweezers? They're not called tweezers. They'll have a French name, won't they? They will. They're they called Juliers. 
No, they're not. Yes, they are. <laughs> they're called Julia's. Julia's. <laughs> I will kick Julia. you in the Julia's if you touch yeah. my Julia's <laughs> tweezers again. I'll, I'll smack you in the loop. Um, so, yeah, uh, what was I going to say about uh, being out and about seeing cars? There was something else I was going to tell you about, and I can't remember now. Oh, well, only that. Um, I had to do a bit of a longer drive. I had to go to another meeting that was a bit further away, and I did a bit of cross-country driving in my 911. Which was lovely. Oh, she did. And lovely, lovely. And car. it sort of reminded me, you know, it's a nice car. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's good. Sweet car. But a couple of nights before that, I'd had. I'm not really. I try. I don't really drink in the week. Um, but it was. Oh, it was in the weekend actually. It was last week. Have you started drinking again? Oh yeah, I'm having a drink uh, now and then. But you know, oh, just okay, sort of trying okay. to be. My wife's got a new policy. My wife's never sort of fully reined it in, but she just she doesn't. You know, she she might have a gin and tonic or two of an evening. But uh, yeah. she 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 was like, yeah, I probably should drink a bit less. But I've got a new policy now. Summer's here. I'm uh, just <laughs> my new thing is not drinking indoors. I was just like, but not, yeah, but you're, not just be, drinking... you're just going to sit in the garden all night then, aren't you? <laughs> what, with a rug over your legs? Yeah. Aren't you cold? No. Um, but, yeah, I, so I, I was last Saturday night, I guess, and I'd had a, a couple of adult beverages, and I suddenly decided, I think my wife had gone to bed, and I was like, oh, screw it, I'm going to go online, and I looked, and I found a GR Yaris that's actually in stock at a Toyota dealer that is for list Is it 60000 No, no. Pissing joking. I think it can't be list price. If you look around, there were a couple actually. I think, but I found one that was black. I'd probably, I'd, you know, I'd want a black one. I think. And I looked at it, and I was like, "Did you buy it?" No, I didn't. Oh. But what I thought was, I seriously thought I was like, "Was list price?" I think Toyota must have said to their dealers, "No cheeky profiteering on this," because there's some fuckwits have got you know, uh, uh, independent dealers have got them up for yeah you know 40 50 grand and you just go yeah you see your neck wind it in my son on that yeah, side exactly. of things on that side of things but exactly. Toyota dealers, yeah. if you can find i guess their cancelled orders or whatever they, they um they occasionally seem to they can't account the council orders council orders no cancelled orders oh other what have they ordered them for local authority use yeah. only <laughs> that'd be brilliant <laughs> <laughs> yeah, closes early on Wednesdays, mate. This this Yaris. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I found one. I was like, do you know what? If it wasn't night time and I wasn't drunk, I'd just get in my nine eleven. I'd drive over there and I'd go. I'll do your swap. Let's switch. I'm having that. I want that. I'll go chopping the nine eleven. Would you? Would you swap? Would you swap for the? I was the like, at that point. I was like, fucking serious. Yes, this is what I'm going to do. And then next morning, I was like, actually no. And then I drove my Porsche and I was like, oh, it's nice. This isn't it. It is nice. Was it the gin? It was the gin and the wine talking. It was the gin. It was yeah. It was yeah. yeah. I've been drinking gin actually. Maybe that's it. Don't drink, don't drink gin. But yeah, if if the man from the Toyota dealer then knocked on the front door at eleven o'clock at night on a Saturday and gone, "Hello, I was just passing and I've got a, I've got a GR Yaris competition pack here. That's a cancelled <laughs> order. Would, would you want to swap your Porsche for it?" I'd have gone, "Yes, where do I sign at that precise point?" But I've kind of. <laughs> I've, I've you don't even leave the house, now. though. You just hang the keys out the window. You go, I'm yeah. not coming out to go. it. Can you just put the keys through <laughs> the door? I haven't got any I'll... shoes on. I'll just throw everything yeah. out. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but it's still living in the back of my head a little bit. I, like, would I, I don't, The thing is, my wife would, I'm, I'm, my wife would kill me because she loves that car. She loves the 911. And she's yeah, I can't, no interest in the Yaris whatsoever. I was going to say, I mean, my, my, uh, my, 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 my rule that, that um, I, I kind of um, set up several years back was typically I think females tend to not really care about rally homologation cars if you show them um like if I show my wife an Integrale or a, a an, an Ur Quattro yeah it's just like it's just a it's just a horrible box it's just a horror why would I be attracted to the horrible box yeah and I think it's because we're a lot of car perverts are attracted to the capabilities of the box not the actual aesthetics of the box yeah that's it's, it's i sort of feel <clears throat> if i could get my wife to drive a gr yaris i think she'd mm. like it because mm. i think it would remind her it would take her back to uh like her old fiat 500 which was a manual and it was small and she has Nippy. admitted to me she misses that car because she misses driving a small manual nippy but not super fast car so i think oh okay the cut of 
the G.I. Yaris jib might appeal to her, but it would be a struggle to get her to that point because she'd be going, well, it's ugly and it's, uh, it's a Toyota. Why would you sell a Porsche to get a Toyota? Uh, I don't know. I can um, see that. Are you feeling... I felt like lately you, 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 you've been kind of d- dancing with the idea of parting with the, the 997. Yeah, I don't know, but that's the thing. And then I drove it and I went, yeah. The other thing is I just... I, what, the other thing I've been browsing, uh, particularly after an adult <laughs> drink, is just newer 911s and just going, maybe I should just chop it in for a newer one because it's getting older. And I just sort of think, well, you know... Even I think it's a it's a pretty well made car, but when things do need just you know natural wear and tear occurs and things need replacing and mending, it's just it gets more and more expensive and you know there ain't no I'd such go thing older as a, as a cheap. Well, I'd go older, older. I mean, but that's that's kind of a bit out of my price range now. I think I'd, I'd go you know I'd, I'd go for a nine six four if you could find a nice early one that what, hadn't been what, fucked what, with. What would a nine nine three cost you? Would you get any nine nine three if I, you sold yours? Mm, yeah, just. Maybe. I don't know. I'd stopped looking know, at 993s get... because I'd become a bit obsessed with getting a 964. I don't know why. But I just... Or go way back. I found a... Became a bit fixated a while back with 912s. I don't know why. I mean... 912s, yeah. Yeah, 912s. That's it. Um, yeah. I don't know why I said it like that. Uh, uh, well, uh, if if you uh, if you like 964s, you, will, you must watch um, the next um, episode of, of The Late Break Show. There's... Um, I do a I do an episode with uh, a guy with this little sort of it's not a collection of cars I suppose it's like a it's like his, his garage what's in his garage and he has a very very in fact one of the nicest looking nine six fours I've seen oh yeah and bought it for an embarrassingly cheap amount of money oh, in yeah. twenty twelve yeah when nobody wanted them no, was, was it twenty twelve because I think twenty twelve they felt like they'd sort of because I remember I think I've told you this before I was in America. And I, it was bizarre, but I, I was at a birthday party and there was a guy there who worked at Singer and, um, yeah. I got talking to him and I said, oh, so I've, you know, I've met, I've met Rob Dickinson who, who is Mr. Singer a, a couple of times. And he's always said, oh, if you're in, in the U S drop in. And this yeah. guy went, well, we could go and see him now if you want. He's only down the road and they're there working late because they're getting ready for Pebble Beach, which was sort of the next week. And so we jumped in. He had a he had a nine six four Targa, like a really nice ratty one. And we jumped in that, and we drove down to the the Singer place, and uh, and, and they were all there. And we saw them prepping their showcars for Pebble Beach, and had a beer. And it was and he I, it was it was very weird because I went with my my wife's brother, and Rob from Singer refused to believe that my wife's brother wasn't someone famous, but he couldn't place who. And it really, what? it really freaks my brother-in-law out. Really? Yeah. Because he turned to me, oh, "This is Jeremy. This is my brother-in-law." And, and he went, "All right, do I know you?" He went, "No, I don't think so." Went, oh, okay. And then we carried on. He showed us around some cars. Then he went, "What are you? I know you. You're famous." Jeremy went, "No, I'm not. No, I work in IT." Okay. This was yeah. this was Robert's. I can't imagine singer Rob actually doing that. Yeah, like in a really friendly way. But it was like he. I think he thought I was taking the piss, and I brought like a crudely disgu- disguised Brad Pitt down to look round, and I was pranking him. I don't know. It was really odd. But yeah, then as That's... we were leaving, he went, "Are you sure you're not famous?" And, and Jeremy went, "No, I promise you, I'm really not." <laughs> but it was all a are bit. You, are you sure you're not famous? <laughs> so the reason I bring this up is because that was around twenty. Ooh, that would have been about 2012, I think. And well, that was the start of it, wasn't it? Really? And I went home, or went back to the house we were staying in that night, and and started looking up. I was like, right, when we get back to the UK, I'm going to go and buy a 964 because those obviously 964s are what singers are based on. Yeah. And um, and I looked them up, thinking they'd be seven grand because no one wants a 964, and they'd already started the climb. They were more than yeah. I thought. Although thinking back, they were probably much less than they are now. I mean, they're well. They would have been about ten. <clears throat> no, or, I think they or... were sort of thirty, maybe. I don't know. I'm trying to think back. See, I'd want a really early nine six four with the flat mirrors and the those those flat faced uh, design ninety wheels, as they call them. Oh, design nineties, yeah, design very 90s. good for mirror mirror polishing. Very, yeah, very but they, I just think they look great as they were launched, and I don't so much care for the later. And what a lot of people do is put the later sort of aero look mirrors on early cars, 
and put all manner of horrible wheels on them and clear indicators and stuff and I just I want to be a purist and have a of course properly you do. Un, unfucked with of course if you wanted to go for the super pure very early 964 you just get a beetle no I'm not going to do that oh okay is that like in the words of meatloaf i do anything for love but i definitely won't do that <laughs> yeah i just won't do that i won't, uh, won't stoop there for, I mean, i've just gone on car and classics i was going to look at 964s while we're talking and uh, the first thing that comes up in one of their live auctions is a 1968 beetle semi-automatic yeah be, i remember them they did do the semi-auto isn't it yeah, it's rare, but nobody cares, oh, unfortunately. I it's bet what, they're but, shite, aren't they? Even? <clears throat> bit slushy, bit slushy. I, as, I, I think. as I get older, I find beetles less abhorrent. Like, I'm looking at this beetle and going, oh, that's quite a sweet car. Though. It's got very dished wheels on it. I don't know whether those are factory, well, are they? C- come, c- this year, um, come, and, come and drive mine. I will. It I might be will. it might be incredibly anticlimactic. You've got to, have to bear <laughs> in mind that this, you know, this, the, the dampers are probably 30 years old. But um, yeah, I think there's a, there's definitely a. I think as but I find as I get a bit older, my um, my my sort of uh, my my vision is a little bit broader on on the car and well general vehicle appreciation. Because but I never really cared much about pre-war stuff, and I'm getting more appreciative of that. Mostly because my brothers. Mm. Um, spreading his propaganda but um <laughs> they they but there's also that you know you know like i, I chat with our elderly neighbors and they reminisce about cars that they bought brand new in whenever and you think oh yeah that that's quite cool and and i know and i know you because you've written your books you definitely know that sometimes a car can be appealing on one single merit that it possesses and that can be it's got a very interesting locking mechanism <laughs> or it's got a very interesting way that the seats fold down or there's an incredible upholstery uh, pattern which no other car ever had and you just go I bloody love it just because you know yeah. like the Renault Renault 5s the, 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 was it the Gordinis that had those beautiful like chunky corduroy flame red seats uh, what was it? Uh, yes I know what you mean and I can't remember which uh, was it the Gordinis? Maybe, but yeah, corduroy seats. I know what you mean. They were very. It's, that, it's like an elephant cord. Yeah, and 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 just because sometimes the car in its entirety is is average at best, but there's just one thing that just completely turns you on. And I'm the Beetle is course flawed, but it's a bloody well put together car, you know. Even mm. mine, that's like you know ratty and been sat for many years in sheds. <sighs> it's still it's still quite a uh, substantial little thing. It's an egg. It's a little, little, slightly Nazi egg. That's what it is. Well, you know what? You still, you still get people commenting, going, bloody, bloody awful Volkswagens. They should have changed their name because they've still got Nazi connotations. It's like, it hasn't really. I mean, yes, it was developed in the 30s. And yeah, I know Adolf probably... You know, helped it along slightly and gave it the green light. But it doesn't mean to say it's the car of Nazism, is it? That's a bit strong. Coming up uh, later in session, slightly Nazi egg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also you, nobody nobody shouts about really efficient motorways being Nazi. N- <laughs> n- 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 yeah, Nazi not going on the autobahn. Like. It's too Nazi. Well, uh, it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm browsing through 964s. Not many out there of just ordinary. 96 was in the UK. There's one here uh, for sale in the northeast. I think this has been up for a while actually. And it's an example of what I'm talking about where people just fuck with them. It's got some five spoke wheels off a later model that don't look very good. It's got aero mirrors and clear indicators. All the basic level fuck wittery that goes on with these lovely early. I hope if the floors. person who's selling this car is listening to the Smith and Stiff podcast, I'm apologising in advance it's a on that side I don't of things imagine they did it if they did they should hang their head they should apologies be working, to the dealer working on that side hard of to restore it to standard so um, <laughs> yeah because it's a red Carrera 2 1990 I mean that would be such a pretty car with the proper fucking trim on it and um, oh, it would, I mean it's yeah. still very nice but here's the kicker it's 75 grand ouch because it's got 56,000 miles on it so ouch um, yeah sorry but no just no. Do you think we? I think I can't remember if we mentioned this in a previous um, podcast, but I, I do feel like we are possibly on the cusp of there being more Singer nine six fours than standard nine six. Yeah, I think so. I'm just reading down. This the dealer is trying to claim that optional extras on this car include the rare cup alloys. So they're trying to suggest 
that um, those wheels are factory. Now, they might be, I suppose, but... Well, you can't check, start that. You have to, you know, you have to check on that side There's of usually things, a sticker you? on the car or on, in the handbook or in some of the paperwork that will tell you the option codes that the car came with, so you can check if that's true or if that's bullshit. You I decode it. Bullshit. That, was, that was one of the most satisfying things I've ever done with cars I've bought. Like my Dodge you, and my Chevrolet, you decode it. Yes, decode. You, de- you decode it, and then and then any any lingering kind of um, any lingering doubts of like, oh, was it supposed to have had the the centre console? Oh, was it supposed to have the green tinted windows? Actually, yes, it was. Welcome to the world, Johnny Smith, car detective. Yeah, and it's just that little flimsy printed stamped plate can mean so much can double the value of a car Mm. it's just weird but I kind of dig it yeah I was going to take my VIN off I might take my VIN off this summer and I might mirror polish it I've seen people that actually chrome plate the VIN and then rivet them back on really yeah, almost a bit like, I guess, a medallion on a man off of the early 80s. <laughs> you know, driving a cabriolet with all of the buttons undone on the shirt, li- listening to a bit of Foreigner, or yes, out loud. <laughs> you know the guy. Every village had one. Yeah. Every town had one. I don't know what he would have been driving at that moment in time, but... Oh, I don't know. With a with a cheeky little bit of very very thin necklace, like like my brother said, such a thin necklace that if you were to take a jumper off too quickly, you'd snag it and break it. Yeah, like <laughs> you wouldn't even know. <laughs> yeah, just like it's almost like a hair's breadth. Oh, a it's hair's so breadth necklace. And do you know who's got one of those? Who? Um, Martin Brundle. Oh, yes, he has. He's. Do you remember when we went to to Pebble Beach and he was on the trip with us? Yeah, I, I, I he's a lovely guy, really great conversations. But I did notice mm. an incredibly thin necklace. Yeah, you're right. I think it's Super Leggera. Well, that'll be Maybe it, isn't it? Super Leggera. <laughs> Super Leggera. Yeah, because he wants jewelry. the gold, but he doesn't want the weight of the gold. Yeah. So it's Super Leggera jewelry. It makes perfect sense now you mentioned. Yeah. It. I bet Lewis Hamilton's got some incredibly light but still very valuable gold. Gold's heavy, isn't it? Obviously, gold is heavy, Richard. <laughs> gold is what heavy. Would be lighter titanium, I suppose, but it's not really a precious metal. Titanium, so. yeah, it's semi. It's not. I don't think uh, titanium. Platinum's heavy. Yeah, um, they're all a bit so too heavy for. They are too heavy. What about, but I mean, does anybody do carbon fibre jewellery? Could you have a chunky flat link oh, bracelet? I bet they do. I made of bet carbon. They do. Yeah. Like, I but you bet. could have you could have gold in the carbon weave, can't you? What's that yes. company that does mansory? Does that. Oh yeah, yeah, but that's I think right. Pagani There's, do it as well. They put they it's put, like um, gold um, dental floss in 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 the set into the weave. I think Pagani Talk. did it with um, titanium in the weave, didn't they? The carbotanium they were calling it. I think. Hmm. So actually, maybe maybe Pagani actually does high end, very light jewellery. Just haven't seen it yet. I just remember the other thing I was going to tell you about being out and about, eight and about on the roads. Is there's no particular interest, but I, I made a mental note to tell you is that I was driving along the other day and this bloke uh, uh, left left the road to the left, side road. There's a guy there in an eighties Firebird, and as I <laughs> okay. approached, he decided to go for it, and he did an absolutely massive one wheel peel out of this junction across my path and going, you know, to turn the opposite way to where I was going. <laughs> so, but, so then he's coming towards me, still with one back wheel all lit up, fucking loads of smoke, and you can hear this. <laughs> and I was a bit like, is he about to cars and coffee it? I had this brief moment, oh, I was like, the fucker's about to cars and coffee it and he's gonna strike me he didn't but i was just like on the one hand i was like fair play to you sir and on the other hand i was like you absolute helmet what are you doing a problem is a one-wheel pill isn't um it's it's not that cool aesthetically no um, and of course the engine is absolutely screaming and one wheel's not even doing anything yeah well actually one wheel's having to do the business of moving the car because there was a bus coming the other way as well the reason he decided to really stand on it was because he was taking his chances to pull out in a little gap and this was not sort of in the middle of nowhere this was on basically a high street so 
Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So High Street was slight, <laughs> slight bellendery. Yeah, a bit of an anusy yeah. move on that um, on that side of things. Yeah, on that side of things. Yeah, but at least he remained <laughs> on that side on of his, the road. On his side of yeah. things, <laughs> didn't come over to on my side of things. Did you notice the clothing? Was there no was there I clothing affiliated with the era of the car? In my there... mind, I feel like he was wearing a trucker cap, but I could be mistaken. I'd like it if he had a cheeky single earring. You know, the very small cross. George Michael era, Faith. Yeah. Um, there'd be a cheeky one of those, but it would be hidden by the, the sort of the camtail hair. Yeah, camtail <laughs> hair, <laughs> trucker cap, aviators, off-brands, of not Ray-Bans. Oh, like, knock-off Ray-Bans. <laughs> I mean, that's the, in my head, he's got, he's got, he had a vest on. Of course he did. But I don't know. I think I'm now just sort of filling in mental gaps. I saw... Well, if you want to do um, cliché clothes for driver, I was waiting to um, clean a car at a petrol station yesterday on a shoot because it got dirty halfway through. We were filming it. And um, had to wait for this guy to finish. White Audi S3, brand new. Mm. What did he look like? A white Audi S3? White S3, brand new. Huh. Young, all I'm going to say is young guy. He's definitely under 26. Suit. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. No, compl- like couldn't be further away. He wasn't wearing a suit. No, cuff ankle tracky bottoms. Oh, those sort of trainers with the really deep white soles that look like kind of melted spaceman's shoes. Um, you know where you, you they look like a built up they look like a built up shoe that's had a blowtorch applied to them. Slightly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, then, I have orthopedic shoes, but then I decided as a dare to walk across hot coals, and now look what's happening. <laughs> that's exactly that so. Them on that side of things, he had a white vest on, and it was don't get me wrong, it was warm yesterday, but it wasn't that warm, I don't think. No. But coupled with the fact that he didn't have the physique for the vest, like it would be like me uh, wearing the vest. You just yeah. look at me and go, "What are you thinking?" Um, and then <clears throat> you know the kind of um, the Peaky Blinder hair, so grade okay. nut zero at the side, yeah. Uh, so sort of B side boy band in a way, um, but and he was he was he was power lancing around his S three. Okay, yeah. No, I, I get it. No, I was just I went suit because I was like that's sort of estate agent territory. I think no, I mean, no. I see. I think that done the good S- estate S- agent. S-line hatchback and RS-line hatchback Audis are... They're the new TikTok-y chav thing. Yeah, no, you're right. There was a surprisingly young lad around here. I haven't seen him for a while, but then I've probably been out and out and about so much. But he had an S3 saloon, which is a nice-looking car, I think. Yeah. And But he always used to have it in... Spoet! Because he'd had it full, you know, whip crack on the gear changes and fruity exhaust all the time, and he used to drive like an absolute flute everywhere. Was it was it strictly first gear? Um, yeah, I think. Gosh, that sounds like a down. really good BBC dance show. Um, <laughs> to be strictly first gear only uh, on ice. Um, yeah, that. I, th- but I find that the the hot Audi owner, they do that though. Mm. They drive everywhere in first and second to get the pop bang map really crackling, um, and because it's one of those cars, because of the Quattro, it, it it does grip really well and it, it will hang on even if you've got no talent. You probably haven't got two hands on the wheel. Yeah, but you're if probably you're, 
you're on you know you got your phone on your lap you got tiktok on yeah but that's the thing i always used to see this this knobhead in a in an sc saloon he'd be going past the local park where all the kids are playing <clears> and i just go don't fucking do that when there's children walking down the street because I don't yeah. I don't trust you to have complete control of that car for the reasons you no. say he's busy making a TikTok video and um and, and he's holding it in first on the paddles. Like, <laughs> yes, he is. Thick. So it's like a racehorse behind the gate, isn't yeah. it? Someone's <laughs> whipping the racehorse's ass and the gate's still unlocked. So <laughs> locked. <laughs> yeah. I do feel it's a bit like that. Yeah. I mean I'm sorry if that's um, being a little bit prejudiced, I, I don't know, but that's what this podcast sometimes is for, isn't it? It's our yeah. podcast. Air, air petty grievances. Oh, and if we want to be a little prejudice. bit prejudiced on that side of things, we will. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I was, you get me. I, I was in two minds about whether to bring this up, but um, have you seen this whole thing that was kicking off last week about Volkswagen? Yes. I. I. I, I mean, I. I, I didn't. uh, It came out in the morning and I didn't see it until towards the end of the day. But I had a quick scroll through and I immediately called bullshit on it. Um, But of course, the more it went on and the more people... It really divided people. Like people who are um, solo EV, you know, the only pro-electric cars, they... um, they really embraced it. Oh, really? Although I, yeah, and although oh. I'm obviously I am pro electric car, I still said, "Come on, you're not changing the name of your company because of that. Because you're still they're still going to sell piston cars for a good while." Yeah. So it's, I call BS on it. If it was a subdivision, I could sort of understand that. Because don't get me wrong, I'm not enamoured by the ID name moniker. Mm. It's not the greatest, is it? No. Um, Everyone got very raggy, though, I thought, on social media. People initially, they're going, oh, it's ridiculous, I can't believe they're doing this. And I was thinking, I don't think they are. This feels like it's all, you know... And here we are talking about it, so tick, job done. But then it yeah. sort of came out that it was supposedly an April Fool's gag released early and all sorts of things. I don't early, even know if yeah. that's true. I, I think that it's... Um, it, no, maybe I don't it know. was all carefully engineered because again everybody was talking about it and the one yep. thing they want to do is just raise awareness bear in mind this supposedly came from volkswagen of the u.s it wasn't a, a global thing or from germany this was just the u.s branch office oh. getting a bit giddy because they That's want right. americans to know that they are now selling electric cars and it's like well they've kind of done that because i think there's i think there's so much hubris that probably people who aren't into cars might vaguely have heard something yeah and they'll have heard what are they so are they changing them to volkswagen why oh because they make electric cars penny drops job done so i think it, we've all been played to some extent it's just that it slightly backfired because everybody got a bit a bit narky but that's car nuts getting narky and they're not normal they're people. not no they're not normal and also so, well, i wasn't i wasn't offended by it i just didn't believe it no, it's and, just dicking and it, around I was offended by what you know BMW's PR efforts of the last couple of months. I think that's more offensive by almost dismissing old older customers. Yeah. And and your own previous models. Yeah. It just seemed very odd. I was um, reminded of that yesterday because you know that that thing Lee Iacocca I think once said probably around the time he he kind of spearheaded the Mustang, the original Mustang. Yeah, he said you can sell a young person's car to an old person, but not the other way around, which is why they yep. sort of pursue you know, youthful ideas. But the truth is that young people don't have any money. It's that Bernie Eccleston thing about you know why isn't Formula One doing more on social media and all that sort of stuff. And he went because young people don't buy Rolexes, and that's that's I mean that's kind of changed a bit because I think there's a sort of you know. Well, cuff ankle tracky bottom Audi S3. Well, I mean, that's all because borrowing's cheap, isn't it? Surely that's just because interest rates are so low and have been for so long now that that borrowing money is incredibly cheap. If you can keep the monthly payments up, you can have an Audi S3. Absolutely. And and, and that's commonplace. Uh, I think there's a big difference between having a thing and owning a thing, isn't there? Yeah. And I don't want to sound like an old git, but um, there's a lot of people out there that don't own a thing. No. No, I mean that's the thing. I mean, you can even you can you can finance a, a flash watch and all sorts, can't you? you don't have yeah, to. yeah. A flat do you flesh watch? A flesh watch. <laughs> I just drawing I a watch that. on your wrist with a with a marker pen. Yeah, I, I still I'd write rather. twice a day. <laughs> on that side of things, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna, I want you to say this to your wife for the oh, rest man. of the week. I know, I'm just keep popping in. in my head. Keep popping in, in on that side of things. Just keep popping it in. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. The, uh, the only thing I was going to say about the Volkswagen thing is that I, I, I hear on the, the grapevine that it was considered all a bit of an ugly fuck-up within Volkswagen globally and that other parts of the VW empire actually aborted their 1st of April jocular press releases that they were going to put out last Thursday because... Oh, because they, of it backfiring. They, yeah, because it backfired a bit. So they um, they decided they to swerve sort of of play it straight. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I can't remember seeing any sort of stuff that came out of VW then, but I don't know. I find it all a little bit tiresome. It's a bit of a swerve of swerve avoidance manoeuvre, wasn't it? Yeah. On the on the pier. Well, I think Greg James on Radio One said it brilliantly. He said, "I just I don't care about April Fool's jokes because he said we should be having a bit of a laugh and a joke all year round, <laughs> but not at yeah. not at not at the expense of like playing a prank on like." trying to convince you that your nan's just died when she hasn't that's not funny and not, that's not cool but you know like general japes i guess i mean we do it every week because we sit on this podcast and we we don't just try and make a joke here and there but we do have a bit of a we do lol don't we we lol richard yeah on that side of things too yeah trying to, i was actually i can't remember the last time i sort of pranked somebody i'm trying to try to remember particularly in a car-related way. I was telling someone the other day about years and years ago, I had a girlfriend who had a horrible racist grandma. and uh, Oh, that's nice. And that's not the prank. The prank <laughs> is that she, she was a strange woman, and one of the things that she refused to do was wear a seatbelt. But what she would what? do... Yeah, she, she, she didn't... I can't remember why. She was just bizarre. But she, what she would do is she would hold the seatbelt around. She'd pull it around her in the normal way. And then she would just hold it with one hand with the buckle right by the clasp. And you wanted to go, just fucking plug it in. Just, that, that you, was, it's already there. Well, that was she just knew. sheer defiance, Yeah, but it, it was, like, it was yeah, because it's like she knew that she had to appear to be wearing a seatbelt in case, you know, the police drove by. This is when she's a passenger. She didn't drive. So one day I I had to give her a lift somewhere and I was in a press car and I told her, even though this wasn't true, that the car would not go until all the seatbelts were plugged in. Oh, you legend. This was pre-cars binging a lot. This was like the early 2000s. And because she knew that I knew about cars, she believed me and so she she wore her seatbelt and I, and I spent the whole journey going ha, I, I've stitched you up did you ever call her a racist old lady no I didn't I just quietly died inside it was after the September the 11th attacks when she said she didn't feel safe in her own home because her next door neighbours were Asian I really lost the will to live so um, yeah that was the cut of her jib <sighs> well that was a, that's a bullet dodged isn't it yep which is nice uh, how do we pick this podcast up? <laughs> Sorry, God, I don't know how we recover from that one. I, I, uh, I made it a bit more serious than I meant, but um, yeah, that's not even a prank, really. That was just a sort of white lie to. I do uh, know. I actually think that you, a horrible old racist. I think that that was a really that was a, a bit of a um, that was a good move on your part. I thought it was quite. A yeah, I was. I, was, I, I sort of attempt a bit more pleased with myself than I should have been about it because I was like, I just lied, but it made her do something that really annoys me that she doesn't normally do so yeah um, there we go you won yeah on that side of things i think on I that did. side of things you won on that side of things yeah absolutely if you ever bookended you got to bookend the line at the front and the, the beginning so yeah. it's like saying so <laughs> so anyway i think you won know, that, that really um, so <laughs> well it was it was the because it was the that the lady i used to work with it was the so comma as i say but even if you hadn't already said something, oh, you'd okay. still say as I say. But you hadn't said anything. So I find that immediately quite annoying. I briefly worked with a bloke. He was an Aussie guy. So. Who always used to say, well, as I always say. And he'd be like. <laughs> you haven't. Yeah, also, you haven't and you didn't. But it was sort of, he was ennobling himself as if he was some <clears> kind <throat> of legendary inventor of epithets and things. You know, so he. he Sort of go, oh, it turns out that shop's closed. And he's like, well, as I always say, it'll be open tomorrow. And you go, that's... You've never said that. Are you trying to make yourself sound wise? Because it's not really working. (laughs) What? He was the guy. He was the guy who, he had a bit of um, a a body odour problem. Oh. And I mentioned this, a couple of us mentioned this to... um, the, the senior to everybody guy. no the senior guy on this project we were working on 
and and he went yeah you're right yeah it's a bit of an issue you know and we were sort of sitting in rooms together all day and it was a bit uncomfortable so this senior guy you know as the grown-up the ranking officer in the in the team he went yeah you've, you've got a point you know it's probably something i need to address look leave it with me okay i'll 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 try, <laughs> it. I'll try and um i'll try and sort of bring it. this up in a sensitive way because obviously it's a bit awkward isn't it i guess he maybe doesn't he doesn't realize so yeah uh tomorrow i'll address it don't worry leave it with me i know what i'm doing here the next day he just he just went this meeting went oh by the way mate you fucking stink what yeah he just came out with it this guy went what and he went you fucking stink get some deodorant you stink that's brilliant (laughs) we were sitting there going jesus i thought you said you were going to tackle it in a sensitive way and he just came out with it this guy went yeah i'm actually allergic to deodorant that's why i can't wear it oh my gosh it is so awful i mean a situation as i always he said you fucking stink he went mate you fucking stink Oh gosh, I'm embarrassed. I, I was never there. I don't even know the people involved. I know it was. I you know when you sort of you, you, your face goes hot, like you're probably not blushing, but you feel hot because you're so oh, awkward. Yeah. Yes, it that it's one of those and, moments um, when you test your own pelvic floor. Yes, you ever done that. Yeah, yeah. Where if you don't, actually, I, I don't normally tell people I do that, but I do do that sometimes. If you were sitting on a pencil, you would suddenly suck it <clears> up your own anus with awkwardness. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, yes, I had it yesterday. Um, because I what, said bottom goodbye pencil to, sucking yeah I sucked a pencil at my ass by mistake but um, <laughs> on that side of things <laughs> on that side of things <laughs> oh, stop it stop no I said goodbye to someone and as I walked away I suddenly had this moment where I thought I think I've called them the wrong name oh <laughs> and um, and I hadn't I got in the car and you hadn't I hadn't I got in the car and I panicked I went Fuck, what's hang on a minute? Is that his name? It's not his name. I've called him the wrong name. And I actually had to get my phone and look up an email, the last email I had from him, to double make sure that I wasn't imagining it, but I had got his name right. At which had point you been with him all day? Yes, I had. That's the okay, worst okay. thing. That's the thing, because you think, I've been with them for 10 hours and I've still not remembered their own their name. That's Yeah, I know. And I suppose the first time I'd met him, you see, so it's kind of, that's where the name... And, and, and last week, again, same thing, but I did thankfully inaudibly call someone i called her lucy and her name's not lucy but in my head she oh. looks like a lucy so oh but thank christ i think it was she inaudible. looks like a lucy she just looks like a lucy i don't know why she looks like a lucy that's not an insult she, she you know perfectly it sounds like an aerosmith but. song she looks like a lucy <laughs> <laughs> uh, looks yes, like not, a not lucy. lucy in fact i need to say uh, a big congratulations to my oldest friend party boy um <laughs> who's just become a dad again um and his daughter's called lucy ah. um so it just reminded me i want to say hi ed hope all's going well and um you make me laugh every time I see you or hear from you. It's brilliant. He's such a cool guy. And uh, I don't know, that that was it, really. He's still got two Daihatsu charades. He's the only person I know that has two first-generation Daihatsu charades. First-generation? Yeah, there's there's apparently there's three in the United Kingdom left, and he has wow. two of them. Crikey. Yeah. One of them's in a very bad way, but it's extremely early. Uh-huh. And the other one is an auto, so less desirable, but it's in very good condition. So he's trying to work out. He's he's trying to put one in with Singer as we speak. <laughs> uh, they're having none of it. When will they broaden their palette? To I don't know. They've got to do more it because interesting cars. I'm going to bang on the door every few weeks. Just say, "Come on, I've uh, I've got old Rancho waiting." Yeah, <laughs> come on, Rob. Oh, by the way, Rob, my brother's famous. Can you do this rancho? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we should do. We should use that I'll as a calling card. go back with my brother-in-law and go, actually, yeah, he is famous. What does he do? <sighs> Work it out, Rob. <laughs> I'll tell you when you finish the rancho, all right? Yeah. Uh, have, you ever I... used, have you ever used, like, have you ever used PayPal? And he'll go, yeah. Go, well, it's uh, nothing to do with him. But yeah. he, he's done something similar. That was just a clue. Yeah, yeah really yeah. weird him out. Have you ever used BluTac? Yeah, me too. Right, how's the rancho coming? <laughs> um, do you know what I always wanted was the most recent charade before Daihatsu shut up shop here. You know, the the really sort of boxy, it's like a big wedge shape. Did they call it, did they still call it the charade? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, what's this chap? Hubnuts bought one. I don't know if he's still got it. I haven't seen recently, but he bought one. 
Um, ah, yes, I know the one. I know the one. And uh, mm. I always, I, when they were new, I remember they came out, and we, uh, I think we featured it on Top Gear briefly, just because we'd all driven it. Like even you know the, the presenters had driven it, and we all just went, "That's a really, that's a really amusing little car." Let's mention and was it? It, on it the was show. five five grand with three years warranty, something like something. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a brief were. moment where I, I suddenly thought, "I need a little biff about car." And there was a Daihatsu dealer not that far from me. Um, and I just thought, fuck it, I'll go and get one of those. And, um, and I didn't. I'd even spoken to, I was on an, an Evo story with all the guys from the office and Ian Litchfield was there, you know, of Litchfield. Of, of Litchfield. And he has really good contacts in Japan for the sourcing of car parts. And I'd seen that on Japanese charades, you could get some sort of like mini light style alloys. And I even went, Ian, if I bought a Daihatsu charade, would you be able to get some mini light style wheels for it from Japan? He just went, yeah, of course, no problem at all. And I was like, well, there we go then. And then sorted against it for some reason or other. I think, <laughs> I don't know why. It was a whim. It was the same, you know, it's the same possibly having had a drink whim that, um, that, that was made me convinced to, swap my 911 for a GR Yaris I mean if there are any Toyota dealers listening and they have got a GR Yaris in stock they need shot of and they'll do a straight swap for a 997 Gen 2 C2S then try me are you serious is this a is this a proclamation no I, it comes and goes it's, oh okay you know it's, it's a flaky proclamation yeah I mean if someone fronted up and went yes I will do you a straight swap because I sort of feel like they're about the same value i might be wrong there i haven't checked recently it's going to say that my 911 is worth way more i'm basically shafting myself but honestly i would give away money just to not have to try and sell a car it's the worst thing in the world do you hate selling cars I, I, less so less so now i used to really enjoy it i suppose i'm, I'm a busier guy these days it's not quite so much fun in fact thinking of my friend party boy that i just mentioned he's about to sell quite a nice mark one voxel astra and a mark three voxel cavalier sri if anyone's interested um yeah he's still got a vr6 that um vr6 what a golf oh i thought you were gonna say no no not corrado he's keeping it real three-door um golf yeah. and uh yeah one of our one of my other mates uh bought that when it was like a year old oh huh. he started to do well in the world and bought himself a nice red vr6 and ed bought it off him he was going to trade it in for a toran and we we we, we just said you can't do that because they offered <laughs> about 12p for it and uh, ed said no i'll have that off you but uh I, 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 I don't I don't like I do like selling cars and I don't um, but I've got to sell an enormous amount of car parts um, over the next <laughs> six or seven weeks and I'm wondering whether or not you and I should do an auto jumble if they're happening so if uh, I refuse to refuse to come up and I'll borrow a van from um, a manufacturer and we'll fill a van and I'll put labels on everything and I'll pack you a lunchbox and a big thermos of some decent filter coffee. We can sit in a field and laugh at people and they can laugh at us. <laughs> 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 I think that's the general auto jumble vibe. Yeah. And anything you don't shift, we can just go fly tipping on the way home. <laughs> you I'm joking. Joke. I know. I know. I, we both hate fly tipping. Fly tipping's the it's, worst. Um, yeah. It is the worst. It's just the big worst. scale littering, isn't it? I mean, it's absolutely unconscionable on that side of things. On that um, side of things, on that side of things, we should probably wrap up the podcast. We probably we? should. I was going to say, um, we, if the- you are interested in any of Johnny's mates' party boys' cars that might be for sale, um, or you want to offer me a GR Yaris in return for a Porsche 911, then uh, email uh, smithandsniff at gmail dot com. We do love hearing from you. Also, the other thing is, I really love. Uh, some of the emails we get because people send us funny stories and they genuinely really make me laugh and I always want to read them out but then we always get distracted talking shite um, so we will at some point get around to that I promise so do please keep <laughs> emailing in um, in the meantime I have three things to tell you they are one Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show with many excellent videos upon it two I've got various books out one of them is called Steel Flies by Roy Lanchester which is a spoof Cold War thriller it's available exclusively on Amazon and three uh, chart topping pop act from the 90s Dr Alban is a fully qualified dentist really yes because genuinely that, he used that's to be long a dentist been a qu- that's long been a, what do you mean he used to be he quit dentistry in order to do that one hit 
he his backstory is quite interesting um i can't remember where he was born but he he moved to sweden he trained as a dentist whilst also making music and then because it was sort of something to fall back on he he went into dentistry while still doing the music and then the music took off and he made that his full-time job but my if you ever if you ever bust a tooth at a dr alban gig there's a good chance he can help you out well if he's still gigging i don't know if he is but anyway there we go it's his life it's his life the, the, it's his life uh lower um, fourth and fifth missing and sorry got distracted there force of habit it's my life <laughs> dr dentistry dr dentist maybe that's where the doctor comes from i don't know in some countries you do call yourself a doctor if you're a dentist don't you? anyway we get distracted i suppose um Mr. Alban Brackett's dentist would have been a less catchy name for. I think uh, there's got to be a few dentists out there who are really into detail car detailing. I could see that. Well, they've got all the equipment, haven't they? There's a correlation there, isn't there, with all the specialist brushes and potions. Sorry, um, before you polish my teeth, the the brush does seem to smell quite strongly of turtle wax. No, it doesn't. (laughs) I'm going to ceramic coat your face next. (laughs) Is that okay? Because then all the water will just bead off it. So the faster you walk. The less water will land on your face. Have you, um, have you been to see the old dentist? Yeah, how do you know? It was just you've got a magic tree hanging from your ear. Yeah, he <laughs> when he's finished, it's really weird. <laughs> so it's Dr. Detail, his life. Yeah. Dentist. All right. Well, anyway, um, thank you ever so much for listening on that side of things. And uh, yeah, we'll do thank all you. this again the same time next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye-bye. On that side of, of the, the things, things. The things that side of <laughs> Honestly. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.